Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You're listening to what is the first of many JAF Classic episodes. JAF, of course, stands for Just Another Fanboy. Hey, folks, I'm your host, Stephen, and we're going to start adding some episodes to your week every now and again. I Well, let me try to make this, uh, uh, this long story short here. Um, some of you may know this, some of you may not, but this version of Just Another Fanboy, the, the podcast that you've been listening to since 2019, is actually the second version of the Just Another Fanboy podcast. I had originally started podcasting in 2006 using the name Just Another Fanboy, and I did over 100 episodes. Uh, it looks like it's about 131, possibly. And then I and then I stopped. I podcasted for about two two or three years, and then I stopped. And when I came back in 2019, one of the things that I wanted to do was reshare a lot of those old episodes with all of you, but I lost most of them. Most of them are gone. They went to whatever discs I had them on. I, I don't know what happened to them. And so I just assumed for a couple of years that that those were just gone forever. And just recently, one of our listeners, Ed Moore, he's also one of the hosts of the Boom Addiction podcast. Check it out. Link will be in the show notes. He tells me the other day that he actually managed to download and save practically every old episode of Just Another Fanboy, and then he started to send them to me. So I've been slowly kind of getting them saved um, onto an external drive and just kind of seeing what we have. And And I started listening to episode number one, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to start sharing these episodes with everybody right there on the main Just Another Fanboy feed, and I'll just call them Just Another Fanboy Classics or as the title will show, shortening it down to JAF Classics. So this is the very first episode. Now, before you get into it, however, I do have a couple of things to say about it. First of all, it sounds horrible. Okay, this was recorded back in 2006. It was the very first time I have ever podcasted, the very first thing I ever recorded. I'm using a very cheap microphone that I bought at Walmart for like 10 bucks. It's not... I. I I get a few episodes in before I finally graduate up to a, a a real nice USB mic, but I don't know which episode that is, and I won't know until I start listening to more of them. But beyond the fact that it sounds horrible, I don't really do a very good job of podcasting. I just don't. Now, there there are other things I want to say about this, but I want to get I want to get you into the episode as soon as possible. Just I just wanted to warn you right off the bat. It sounds horrible, both in presentation and in audio quality. Uh, keep that in mind. I will come back at the end of the episode and I'll give you uh, some more thoughts 
about how this episode came together and, and all that good stuff. All right. So here's the show. Here's the episode. Episode number one. Have fun with it. You're listening to Just Another Fanboy, a Lynx Broadcasting Production. Just like a comic book! 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 This episode was recorded for release on August 29th, 2006. My name is Steven, and I am a comic book fan. There, I said it, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. Regardless of how my mother might happen to feel about a grown man who spends his money each month on funny books, I'm one of the proud few who is willing to take a stand on that thin line between what is considered cool and what is always considered by the unenlightened masses as the hobby of middle-aged, overweight single guys who live in their parents' basement. I'm here to stand upon that line and shout out that yes, I am middle-aged. Yes, I am overweight. But no, I do not live in my parents' basement. I'm a happily married man who just happens to enjoy the sweet caress of a well-written illustrated story now and again. As a matter of fact, most fans of comic books that I know don't meet the comic book guy from The Simpsons description that those who don't live the life often heap upon us. And frankly, we're mad as hell and we aren't going to take it anymore. But I digress. I'm not here to rant and rave about the uneducated majority who are all dying just a little each day because they don't have the wonder that is comics in their lives. Nope, I'm here to talk about one of my great loves comics. I thought that would have been pretty obvious by now. Now that the scripted portion of the show is out of the way, I guess I should tell you just a little bit about myself. Um, I'm new to the whole podcasting thing, something I recently discovered for myself through uh, various comic book websites. Decided I'd give it a shot and listen to some of them. Um, Thanks to the guys from Lynx Broadcasting for providing me with this opportunity to put my silky smooth sounds over the internet. Um, as I said, I'm a little behind the times. I've just learned about podcasting. I'm still running a pretty old PC, running on the uh, Windows Millennium Edition. Um, I'm pretty much a comic book fan on a budget. Um, you know that I'm on a budget because of the microphone I've got. I've got this piddly little Logitech microphone that will pick up pretty much any sound in the room, such as my breathing. I'm sure you all heard that. Very lovely. So you're all just going to have to be subjected to my nasal stylings throughout this episode and many others until I can finally pony up the scratch to uh, purchase a decent microphone. I guess we should start out here by explaining how I got into comics. Um, I like to I like to say that Morgan Freeman got me into comics. How the hell did Morgan Freeman get me into comics? Uh, well, he didn't. I just like to say he did. Uh, he was involved in a... Uh, educational TV program in the 70s on PBS called The Electric Company. The other thing that The Electric Company had was a little short that they played in every episode called Spidey Super Stories starring Spider-Man. And it was from the moment I saw Spider-Man on The Electric Company that I was hooked. Um, that's that's pretty much it. It's pretty, pretty boring. I guess we should just jump right into headlines here. DC Comics to publish All-Star Wonder Woman by newly exclusive superstar creator Adam Hughes. All-Star Wonder Woman number one is slated to debut in summer of 2007. Uh, Adam Hughes apparently has decided that since he's really going to be devoting all his time to writing and drawing this book, he wasn't going to be doing a lot of... He was just going to have a lot of time to do covers for other companies and other books, so why not go exclusive? And for those of you who may be a little leery, maybe a little leery about Mr. Hughes writing a comic book, I got one word for you. Ghost. Dark Horse Comics. Check it out. 
Bendis stays with Ultimate Spider-Man. In a recent Marvel Comics press conference, Brian Michael Bendis announced that he's staying with Ultimate Spider-Man after artist Mark Bagley leaves. Bagley will leave the book after issue 110. Um, number 99 just came out, so we still got 11 months with this Bagley guy, so don't start freaking out now because he's leaving. I'm not sure they haven't really announced who they're going to get to... Uh, replace Mr. Bagley, but it might be a good time to jump on the book when they finally do. I really wish I would have gotten in this book straight from the beginning, but I was kind of out of comics at the time due to budgetary constraints. But I have been reading the trades, and it kicks ass. Vertigo makes first-issue classics available for free. Now you can read the first full issue of the graphic novels that revolutionized comics. DC website has a few... Um, graphic novels online through PDF format, just the first issue from each graphic novel that you can go on and read. Uh, DMZ Volume 1 On the Ground, uh, The Sandman Volume 1, Preludes and Nocturnes, Preacher Volume 1, Gone to Texas, Great Book, uh, 100 Bullets Volume 1, First Shot, Last Call, Why the Last Man Standing Volume 1, Unmanned, and Fables Volume 1, Legends in Exile. I've never read any of these others. I've read Preacher, loved it. Um, I've been meaning to check out Why the Last Man, um, but as I explained earlier, I'm, I'm a comic book fan on a budget, so really the only way I can read these types of issues or uh, trade paperbacks is using my local public library, which has really been a huge lifesaver because uh, you know not only can I get most trades that I'd like to read, um, these guys will send them to me in the mail. That doesn't kick ass. I don't know what does. Transformers revealed. Which Transformers made the cut in the new Michael Bay flick on the 4th of July 2007? The Autobots will be led by Optimus Prime. Um, they're going to feature Bumblebee, who is now a Camaro. Don't know why. Jazz, Ratchet, and Ironside. Uh, the Decepticons, of course, will be Megatron. Uh, Starscream, Brawl, Bone Crusher, Barricade, Scorponok, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, never heard of that dude, Frenzy and Blackout. More action needed in Spider-Man 3. James Franco, the, uh, the uh, actor who plays Harry Osborn, uh, recently told MTV that Sam Raimi wants more action in the flick, so James is being called back in for reshoots. Um, always good to hear about more action in a Spider-Man movie. Kevin Smith DVD releases. Uh, An Evening with Kevin Smith 2 will be released on November 7th. According to DVDactive.com, it's going to be a two-disc set. Uh, it'll feature um, his uh, live um, tours, spoken word tours, question and answer tours that he does. Uh, these were filmed in London and Toronto. Uh, I don't know if anybody has checked out the first Evening with Kevin Smith, but it's pretty damn funny. Um, this is going to include at Toronto a limo ride featurette in which Kevin Smith hits the streets of Toronto determined to answer the all-important question, what is Canadian cuisine? And in London, Man on the Street featurette where Jason Mews, who plays Jay, uh, tries out various pickup lines on the ladies in London. Sounds interesting. Suggested retail price for that disc is $28.96. Uh, Clerks 2 will be released on DVD December 5th. 
I haven't been able to find out any um, other information regarding that, but as soon as I do, maybe I'll mention it here on the podcast. Um, let's talk about the comics that came out this week. Uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, I, I'm recording the show on Tuesday, but it's not actually probably going to be up on the site until Fridays. Um, but I can talk about books that are coming out this week, though I won't have read them. Um, I'll just talk about my picks. 52, Week 17, Action Comics 842, loving this book so far. All-Star Superman number 5, loving that book. And Justice number 7. Um, I used to be one of these guys that would go into my local comic book shop every Wednesday to pick up their comics. But as I am, as I said, a comic book fan on the budget, I've recently... Uh, discovered an online site that will basically package up my comics all you know throughout the month and then they'll send them to me at the end of the month um, much cheaper than driving into my comic book store every Wednesday but unfortunately that just means I can't read those comics for the month until the end of the month kind of sucks but while I can talk about my picks of the week each week, I won't be able to do any actual reviews until the end of the month. So next week's episode will probably be more of a review episode um, where I'll pick maybe five to ten of my picks for the week. Um, nothing really interesting as far as I'm concerned coming out from Marvel this week, and as I'm pretty much a Marvel and DC guy, that's the only picks I have for the week. Uh, DVD releases this week, um, The Best of the Kids in the Hall. Desperate Housewives Season 2. Yes, I am a fan of Desperate Housewives. Romancing the Stone Special Edition. Jewel of the Nile Special Edition. Yeah, I'm a fan of those. Shut up. The Lord of the Rings Limited Edition 2-disc sets come out this week. Um, I've got the uh, 4-disc sets for each movie. That's all I need. I don't care about these new ones. From what I understand, there's pretty much nothing to them other than the movies. If you've got the 4-disc sets, keep them. Mystery Science Theater 3000 Volume 10. This is going to be definitely something I get through my Netflix account. It's a four-disc set and includes the following episodes. The Giant Spider Invasion, Godzilla vs. Megalon, Swamp Women, and Terror in the Night. Sounds fun. And then there's the Tick vs. Season 1 two-disc set, the animated Tick cartoon. Animated cartoon, that's kind of redundant. I'll be getting this through Netflix, two-disc set, featuring all 12 episodes from Season 1. All right, let's move on to the uh, November solicitations, the November solicitations for Marvel and DC and the other various companies have been announced. Once a month, I'll talk about those. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. Sure, I could just explain each and every single book I plan on getting, but that's going to take up a lot of time. Uh, from DC, we got Batman number 659, written by Grant Morrison, art and cover by Adam Addy, Andy. Andy Kubert. Sorry, Mr. Kubert. Um, so far, I'm liking this book. It's only one ep- one issue out so far that I've read. Looking forward for the rest. Uh, All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder number 5 was solicited for November. 4 or 5. I don't remember. All I remember is the damn thing was originally solicited for April seven months ago. And they're soliciting it again. Okay? Come on. Who's... Who we got doing this book? Kevin Smith and Joe Quesada? I don't think so. That was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. Anyway, this is one of these books that uh, a lot of the internet just go up in arms about because a lot of people don't like it. It's slow. 
not really a lot happened in those first couple of issues, and we haven't seen one since what March. I was always one of its staunch supporters. Come on, guys, give the book a chance. But you know what? I'm tired of waiting on it. Dropped it. Action Comics number 845, Superman 658, uh, Kurt Busiek, Carlos Pacheco. Love this book. Love it. Superman Confidential number one. This is what I'm replacing All-Star Batman and Robin with. Darwin Cook. Love him. Tim Sale. Love him. I don't think you can really miss with this book. 52, weeks 26 through 30. Blue Beetle number 9. I don't know about this book. I'm sticking with it for now, but it seems like every month there's a different artist on it, and that's just not my cup of tea. Checkmate number 8 comes out in November. Uh, loving this book. Can't say enough good things about it. Uh, Green Lantern number 16. Eh, they say it's coming out in November. Who knows? Guy Gardner, Guy Gardner collateral damage number 1. Won't be picking this up. Definitely going to look for the trade when my library gets it. Green Arrow number 68. I tell you, Green Arrow is one of those books that I uh, got into specifically because of Kevin Smith. Uh, I loved his run on Green Arrow, Quiver. And I'm loving Judd Winnick. Uh, Scott McDaniel's doing the art. I was really leery when I found out Scott McDaniel was doing the art because when I think of Scott McDaniel, I think of his run on Daredevil back in the 90s, and that was pretty horrible. Justice League of America number four, written by Brad Meltzer. I'm a big fan of the Brad. Looking forward to this one. Uh, haven't read anything drawn by Ed Benez. Is that how you pronounce that? Don't know. Don't care. Wildcats number two. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if Jim Lee can't even get All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder out on time, how's he going to do another comic book? Wetworks number three. Looking forward to this one. Um, I was around in the 90s. I was collecting in the 90s when Image came out. Wetworks is one of those titles that I got, so I'm looking forward to this one. Marvel Comics, we got Captain America number 24, written by the man, Ed Brubaker. Daredevil 90, number 91, also by the man, Ed Brubaker. Tell you what, I didn't think Daredevil could get any better with Brian Michael Bendis. When he left, didn't think it could get any better. But Ed Brubaker is one of these writers that every month I put down Daredevil, and I'm pissed off, that i got to wait another whole month to find out what the hell's going on. Moon Knight number seven, Charlie Huston. Moon Knight, I was a big fan of Moon Knight back in the day. Um, so far, I'm liking this one. It's pretty gory, but uh, maybe that'll be something I'll review. New Avengers number 26. I dropped New Avengers um, after Mike Diodato Jr. came on the book because I'm really not a big fan of his art. But um, Alex Maleev is going to be doing this issue. Uh, Hawkeye Returns. Woo! Um, so I'm going to jump back on from there. Onslaught Reborn, number one, written by Jeff Loeb. Pencils by Rob Liefeld. You got to get this. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you think about Liefeld. You got to get this. You got to swim in your Liefeld pool. Get some Liefeld 90s goodness. Get the big pecs. Get the giant arms. Get it. Punisher War Journal, number one. I haven't been reading uh, Punisher from the Max line, so I'm looking forward to this one. Astonishing X-Men number 19. This is the only X-Men title I get 
um, because Josh Whedon just is kicking some ass on it. Wolverine number 48, written by Mark Guggenheim. This is the fella that produces or writes or is in some way involved with CSI Miami, one of the cheesiest cop shows on the air. But I love it, and I'm loving Wolverine. Um, this one, apparently, uh, according to the so- the solicitation, Logan survived a plane crash near decapitation and being burned alive. The question is how? In this special epilogue to the sellout smash Civil War tie-in arc, the answers start to unfold. So hopefully he'll have a good you know, reason how Wolverine can be burned alive with nothing left but his skeleton and still manage to survive. Wolverine Origins number 8. I'm loving this book. I'm a big fan of Steve Dillon since the uh, Preacher days. And I'm liking how we see that Logan is really a prick. You know, before he became the Wolverine, you know, in his past, in his shadowy past, he was a real prick. And I'm I'm really enjoying that. Criminal number two from Marvel's Icon imprint. This is one that I originally was not planning on picking up, but I happened to uh, listen to a uh, podcast from I think it was the I think it was the Around Comics guys that had Ed Brubaker on. They were uh, interviewing him, and he was really talking up Criminal. So instead of going with um, Conan, which I was going to start up, I dropped it. Going with the Criminal. See how that works. Okay, uh, trade of the week time. I want to take this moment to talk about my trade of the week. As I said many times before, I am a comic book fan on a budget. Because of this, I can't go out and buy every book, every comic that I want. One day, I shall win the lottery, and I will buy every book I want. But until then, I am at the mercy of my local public library for reading all the books that I want to read that I just can't go out and buy. This week, I read Identity Crisis. Um, now, I own these issues. Um, when I <clears throat> My history with comics is kind of on again, off again. I started collecting comics, buying them on my own in the late 80s, early 90s. I stopped due to my budget because I'm a low-rent, broke, broke man. Um, recently um, got back into comics the very month that Identity Crisis number one came out. Um, I was working a, a temporary shift at my job um, that allowed me to get to work a little later in the day. And one morning, it was Wednesday, the day that... Con- or, no, actually, it was a Thursday. So Thursday, I got up, I was leaving for work, and I found out that I was leaving a little earlier than normal. I was about 20 minutes early. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go downtown, and I'm going to stop by the comic book store and see what they got to offer. Our comic book store, local comic book store, is right smack dab in the middle of downtown Lawrence, Kansas. If you are from Lawrence, Kansas, if you've ever been to Lawrence, Kansas, and you've ever been downtown on Massachusetts Street, this is a hellish place. I hate going downtown. I hate shopping. I'm not a window shopper. This is the type of place that people go, they park their car, and they walk up and down Massachusetts Street, which is probably 2 to 17 miles long, and they walk up and down the street, and they look in windows, and they say, ooh, isn't that pretty? That's not who I am. When I go downtown, it's for a specific reason, to get something, and 
I just want to get in and out. And you can't do that downtown and downtown in, in Lawrence because it's just it's 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 hell down there, I'm telling you. Hell. You can never find a place to park. You can never park in front of the store that you want to go into. So again, you've got to park seventeen miles away and hoof it. And I'm overweight. I'm not a hoofer. I smoke. I definitely don't like to walk. This particular day, however, I told myself, I'm going to stop. If I can find a parking spot right in front of the comic book store, then I'm going to go in. Sure to be found, I found a spot right in front of the comic book store. Come to find out, it's 10.30 in the morning. The comic book store normally doesn't open till 11, but they were doing their little sidewalk sale. Once a year, downtown Lawrence does a sidewalk sale. All the stores open early. They bring all their crap out on the sidewalk. It's even busier than it normally is. So it was a miracle, A, that I found a damn spot in front of the store anyway. So I think someone above was saying, Stephen, it is time to buy comics again. Go into the store and purchase comics. And that's what I did. And I picked up Identity Crisis number one. And... I love it. I love the book. Um, Brad Meltzer is just a genius in regards to really humanizing uh, these superheroes. Um, This is really the only book that I've ever read that I've told myself, I think my wife would like this. Because my wife... She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand comics. Uh, she's she's not one of these these uh, these wives that uh, you know shares my hobby with me. And you know, like some guys out there, they have a girlfriend or wife who also reads comics with them. God, I am just rambling. But the point, the fact of the matter is, the point that I'm trying to make is, Identity Crisis is a great book. It got a lot of crap on the internet because of the rape scene. Don't care. Loved it. Uh, it's a very it's a very emotional book. The the scene where Ralph um, finds his wife dead just practically brought me to tears. I suppose I should, for those of you who may not have uh, ever read the book, uh, basically it's a mystery. Ralph Dibney, the elongated man, uh, his wife is murdered in the first issue. Uh, nobody knows who does it, who did it. Um, the superhero community is up in arms because um, somebody's out there killing superhero loved ones. Um, and you spend most of the, the, the series trying to find out who done it, because that's what it is. It's a who done it. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you, because there may be one or two of you out there who haven't read it. If you haven't, pick it up. It's awesome. I pretty much have uh, my, my grades for grading comic books go from lowest, which is this book sucks, to eh, it was all right, to yeah, that was pretty good, and then finally, this book kicks ass. Well, this book kicks some serious ass. Rags Morales, the artist Morales, if I'm pronouncing that right, um, the man, the man is a storyteller in and of itself. Uh, again, the scene where Ralph finds Sue dead, and his his jaw is just unhinged because, you know, he's he's pretty much like Plastic Man or or Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic. Um, the scene where Robin um, finds his father murdered by Captain Boomerang of all people. Um, Batman rushes in, holds Robin to his chest as Robin cries. God, if you could see that picture, that is great picture, great book. Um, as you can tell, I'm not <laughs> the best reviewer in the world. Again, I'm new at this. I apologize. But Identity Crisis is my pick of the week. Check it out if you have not checked it out yet. Um, and now 
The View from Norman, Oklahoma. The View from Norman, Oklahoma, a weekly segment in which our resident freethinker, Norman, Oklahoma, gives up his opinion on, as he puts it, whatever topic he damn well pleases. And so, ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you Norman, Oklahoma. Thank you, thank you. I tell you what, I am happier than a fornicating flying fecal matter to be here with you today. And boy, do I have a doozy of a topic to discuss with y'all. This is something that's been stirring up the internet like a pair of pickled possums in a pumpkin patch. I'm, of course, talking about the delays in that most massive Marvel crossover events, Civil War. Now, unless your head's been stuck up and elephants took us for the last two weeks, you'd know that Marvel has pushed back Civil War number four and all related titles by a month or so. And I just have one thing to say about that, and that's this right here. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> uh that, that, that's it, is it? You're damn right it is. The guys that run the Comic Geek Speak podcast did a special two-hour episode regarding the Civil War delay, and all you can say about it is... <clears throat> yep. Uh, could you at least fill us in on what means? I mean, are you upset over the delays? Do you care? You gotta give us something. I ain't gotta give you nothing but an invite to kiss my sweet fanny. I'm hitting the trail. Okay, then. Well, thanks, Norman. That's all we got time for. Uh, our episode's in an end. I'm sorry it couldn't have been better. This is my first time. I ain't apologizing for crap. Before I leave, uh, I just want to give thanks once again to the people at Lynx Broadcasting for providing me with this opportunity. Hopefully they hear this and they want to keep it going. A couple of announcements, a couple of announcements that is, before I leave. Um, Pythonland.com, that's a Monty Python website that I happen to run. We have a message board, stop on by. I post there as Strangely Brown. Stop on by if you like Monty Python, give us a haiti ho Tell them that uh, tell them that I sent you. Tell them you heard about us here at JustAnotherFanboy.com. Um, another website of interest that I run is um, called Off the Top of My Head. If you'd like to read some of the writing that I've done in the past 16 weeks, uh, it's updated every Monday. You'll find it at www.pythonland.com/top. That's T-O-P. If you like the episode. Send me an email at justanotherfanboy at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to read some emails over the uh, air, as it were. Uh, but until then, thanks again to all the good people at Lynx Broadcasting for making this possible. Good night. <laughs> so yeah, there it is. There was episode number one. And again, it was it was pretty horrible. It was a pretty god-awful episode. So a couple of things I do want to talk about, just so you can get some behind the scenes here. In the episode, I mentioned link broadcasting. Well, around the time, just, just before I started podcasting, before I started that, this just another fanboy podcast, I had started, I was listening to podcasts. I had just within uh, the... 
first few previous months before this ep- before this episode you just listened to came out in 2006, I had just discovered comic book podcasts like Comic Book Geek Speak or Comic Geek Speak, I'm sorry, around comics, comic timing, raging bullets. You know, there were there were a few of them out there and I thought I really want to do this, but I don't know how. And then somebody I knew from a message board tells me that she had started doing a podcast. So there, there was a guy out there. I don't remember his name, but he wanted to start a podcasting company, Lynx Broadcasting, in which he would pay for everything. He would host the podcasts. All I had to do was record, send him the file. He would put it out there. And uh, the hope was that he would be able to monetize these at some point down the line. That never happened. But he let us continue. He he let us uh, just keep going. And he's actually the one that sent me my first real microphone at some point, you know, a few episodes in. and But that's kind of how I got started because of this guy. Mark, I think his first name was Mark Christ, maybe. I, I honestly don't remember. It's It's been a number of years and my memory is uh, incredibly horrible. But I had, I really wanted to podcast when, when this opportunity came up and I had asked my wife at one point, what should I, what should I do a show about? Should I, should I, I love Monty Python, but I don't know if I can do a weekly show talking about Monty Python. And we just both kind of realized you have to do comic books. Now, unfortunately at the time, as I said in the episode, I was not buying comics weekly. I was getting them through one of those uh, comic book distribution services that send you a box of books once a month through UPS or whatever. And uh, the the normal, the average podcast for comics that was out at the time were folks who were getting new comics and then they would review their their new comics, tell you which one they were, you know, this was my favorite of the week. This is what I'm looking forward to next week, that kind of stuff. And I really couldn't do that because I was getting my books monthly. So I ended up making this decision where I would talk about books that dropped that week that I hadn't read yet, books that I was looking forward to. And then I needed to fill it out a little bit more. And and we get the debut of Norman, Oklahoma in this episode. And I I honestly, it surprised me when I was listening to this today that, that I had introduced Norman, Oklahoma so soon in the podcast. I thought it was a couple of episodes down the line. That's the way my memory is. And so hearing him on this show, it kind of, Kind of made me smile. He sounds a bit different. It took me an episode or two to kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of tweak the voice of Norman, Oklahoma, and really get into that character and have a lot of fun with it. But because of the fact that I was not getting comic books weekly, and yet I wanted to maintain a semblance of, I guess, uh, newness about the show. You know, I did do the news. And uh, but once you talk about the news and once you talk about what comics are coming out that week and you don't really have a lot to review, I needed to pad the episodes out more. And that's where I came up with Norman, Oklahoma. And I add stuff as as we move forward. You'll you'll see this as we drop more of these J.A.F. classic episodes. Uh, I did end up reviewing a, a book in this episode. I think it was Identity Crisis. I did a horrible job at it. I'm still you know, I'm not great at at reviewing books. But the last thing I wanted to say before I let you go is I do drop some URLs. I talk about the Monty Python site that I was hosting at the time, and none of those really exist anymore. And it's something to keep in mind as you listen to more of these, because there was at one point I had a 1-800 number where you could call and leave voicemails, and none of that stuff is still up and running. So there's really no point 
and trying to go out there and find it because it's it's not there. But that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to listening to more of these because it's been a decade since I've listened to most of these. And uh, I know that there's some fun stuff that I that I that I did throughout the couple years that I uh, recorded and produced these podcasts. My wife was a co-host for a while. Everybody seemed to love that. I think I got more listeners when my wife was on the show with me than at any other time during the the podcast. And um, I ended up getting other co-hosts at some point and did more voices and did more fun stuff. And that kind of went back and forth. And some bits of it are, are a little more similar to what you're getting now. And anyway, it, it's a it was a whole lot of fun for me to listen to this episode. I'm looking forward to listening to the next one. And I hope you're having fun with them too. Until then, oh, I should say real quick before I sign off, I don't know how often I will be releasing these episodes. It's going to depend on when I have the time to listen to one. And then I am I will be recording intros and outros to each one because I like to be able to warn you about anything that might show up in the episode before you listen to it. And then talk about maybe some behind the scenes stuff and how stuff came about and how I felt listening to this episode you know over a decade later so have i I hope you had fun with it i hope you have fun with the others uh again i don't know how often i'll 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 be releasing them but until then folks my name is steven and i'm just another fanboy be nice to each other Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.